Welcome to It's Giving Sus, the podcast where the line between the intriguing and the unsettling is blurred. Every episode, we dive deep into the world of true crime and scandals, bringing you the most suspicious and jaw-dropping stories from around the world. There is so much crazy stuff going on, and we need to talk about all of it. Bizarre happenings, scams, cults, crimes, or controversial figures, we're here to dissect it all. Nothing is off limits. Join us as we unpack and comprehend this week's story. Remember, if it's giving sus, stay curious and stay skeptical. Warning, this episode contains discussion of extremely sensitive topics. Please check the show notes for more details before proceeding. Please take caution when listening. Dr. John C. Lilly, a neuroscientist, is known for his work with dolphins in the 1960s. He conducted a series of experiments to explore the possibility of interspecies communication between humans and dolphins. Lilly believed that dolphins possessed advanced intelligence and tried to establish a common language with them. One of his most famous experiments involved a research facility where a dolphin named Peter lived in close quarters with a human in an attempt to encourage vocal communication. Lily's methods included flooding a living space to allow a researcher and the dolphin to cohabitate. The idea was that constant interaction would facilitate language learning. Lily's work, though pioneering in some respects, later garnered controversy. His unconventional methods and use of psychoactive drugs on dolphins led to ethical concerns. Despite his innovative approach, Lilly's research didn't conclusively prove that dolphins could learn human languages, but it did contribute significantly to the understanding of dolphin intelligence and vocalization capabilities. While Dr. John Lilly made significant contributions to neuroscience and consciousness studies, his unconventional methods, controversial experiments, and openness to unconventional ideas led to debates within both scientific and public communities. It's important to note that opinions on Lilly's work vary, with some praising his innovative thinking and others criticizing the lack of scientific rigor in certain aspects of his research. We ask the audience to draw their own conclusion. Hello? The dolphin must learn how to physically say the words Dr. Lilly had instructed, and he must learn the meaning of what he is saying. A-E-I-O. Margaret's job was to teach Peter English just like a mother would a child. She would use toys, food rewards, and whatever unconventional methods she could devise to get through to him. Dr. Lilly, who'd agreed not to interfere, would be floating in the darkness of his sensory deprivation tank above them, assisting Margaret not physically, but telepathically. Outside of the house, NASA, the United States military, and the rest of the world waited for Margaret Howe and Dr. Lilly to become the first in history to bridge the interspecies communication gap, an achievement of cosmic significance. But few knew who John C. Lilly really was, or who he would be by the end. Yeah, I'm a student of the unexpected. Wow. I can't hear you. Your sound went away. I'm I'm muted. It's really hard under the sea to have good acoustic. For people who are listening, this is Danny, and I'm here with my co-host Ashley, and we're under the sea. We moved our studio to uh, fit the vibe of today's interesting, interesting topic. I found this story while I was manically rhinestoning my boots to wear out to New Year's and I'm going into all these deep wormholes and rabbit holes on YouTube and I'm sitting there and within like the first few minutes, I'm like, I need my camera and I start recording myself because this was the craziest thing that I've ever heard in my entire life and it kept getting crazier. I was like, okay, that's it. And then there's another thing. Onion layers. Is that how you felt listening to this? I didn't know if I could get through it, honestly, just for the aspect of the animals. I was like, oh my God, this is literal torture. This is crazy. They should have been locked away for this. It's absolutely criminal. The point where it comes out that NASA was funding this. 
they're not going to jail. I mean, maybe they didn't know like all the shit, which we're going to get into that was actually going on, but they were paying for this. What ended up shutting it down was Miss Margaret and her relations with Peter the dolphin. That's when NASA was like, whoa, wait a minute. We didn't give you all this money for all this fuck shit. Literal fuck shit. The tip of the iceberg, right? The house that is cut open, half and half, ocean, flows in, and then she sleeps on a wet bed. This is the stuff that nightmares are made of. I feel grossed out in our little studio because it's <laughs> literally how, like, this is way nicer than whatever they had going on, but. Way nicer. Like, Peter deserved this. Yeah, we're doing this for Peter. This is for you, Pete. That house is actually for sale currently for $2 million. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So is that the Miami house? No, Virgin Islands. I've been there, yeah. Too You've been well. to the house? No, hell no. Oh, I was like, how are you just telling me this? You act like, like, oh, here's there. some random story. I've been to the house. <laughs> no, no, no. But I have swam with dolphins. Okay, that's close. Have you? Never. Okay. I'm not opposed to it. I'm very open-minded to it. Also, I would like to swim with a manatee. If anyone has any recommendations on where to do that. Yeah, maybe Mr. Lily, if he wasn't passed on, could have helped us. I feel like I could get in a sensory deprivation tank and telepathically ask John Lily about the manatee. Yes, I forgot that he he could do that. Another layer to that thing. I did swim with dolphins. I am extremely scared of fish, just how they look. I eat Mm -hmm. fish, but it is a phobia of mine. I forget what it's called. There's like a real name for it. I pass out, I throw up, like I'm not okay with the fish. This was like years ago. It was like an 8 a.m. We're in Cabo. They're like, you can swim with the dolphins if you tour the timeshare kind of thing. Parents toured the timeshare and then me and the guy went and we did the dolphin excursion. You're in the ocean, but they make it netted off. So ocean water is coming in, but there's like a, a dock, a place to stand where you're like half water, half not. And then you can like ride on the dolphins in the water. I'm petrified. I'm extremely intoxicated at 8 a.m. I'm extremely medicated off anxiety medication and I shouldn't have been in public, but I was so scared. But it's like one of those things where it's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So like, what am I gonna do? Like not, and then like my person I was with, like not go with them. So I tried my best. I wouldn't get in. The big daddy dolphin kept coming by me. I was like standing in the waist deep little step. He's like, and they're so fucking big. They're cute, but they're they're scary. I'd rather look at a dolphin than a fish, which was my phobia. We got in these little boats and the dolphins can do like flips over you in the boat. And I'm like, okay, like that seems fine. Not in the water, they're, whatever. So that was fine, no big deal. I had like three panic attacks. I'm like crying, sobbing, ugly, Kim Kardashian in the ocean with the dolphins. Oh There's God, people dying in the world, but it, you know what I mean? It's a quality problem you go at the end to the gift shop and they filmed your entire extravaganza that you could buy on dvd they filmed your panic attack oh 100 and i'm just crying ugly and the little kids are like mommy why is the lady crying and i'm just like i'm so scared i know what they feel like i like i've seen them you know so yeah or just like i don't know man I just on another level. The texture of it all is like what's getting me because they're so like rubbery, but smooth. But I don't know, dude. I just had way too many visualizations during this story because I know what these things feel like. Was this story triggering? Maybe. I got to commend you for facing that fear as best you could, because I'm imagining like my worst fear is spiders. No, ma'am. No, ma'am, there is nothing on this earth that could sign me up to mingle with a spider in any way, shape, or form. In their element, too. Like, that, you're in their water. Yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. A lot of layers. And starting off with the house, that was, like, enough to pique my attention, where I was like, they did what? And then I saw the yeah. picture where it's, like, the lady, it's half water in, half water out. And that's when I grabbed my camera. Like, why are we changing someone's, like, natural, like, an animal's natural thing? 
He doesn't want to talk to you. He had to roll his blowhole slightly underwater to approximate its sound. No, this isn't real. This isn't a real study. No. What's the next thing we learned? What do you what do you remember the next thing they started talking about? But obviously the learning of the language. I was cracking up when she's like, Peter, say a e and he's like, like, like not any fucking language. And I'm just like, dude, this is so unhinged right now. She's up there talking about, hello, Margaret. <laughs> and fucking so Peter's funny. over there like, It's that makes it just so much creepier. She's like, don't click during the lesson. He's like, like, <laughs> I'm so sad by all of that part. Okay. And then all of it. The next level, I find out Dr. Lily is upstairs in his deprivation tank. And I'm just like, excuse me, he's where? <laughs> And not only was he upstairs in his uh, deprivation tank, he was telepathically sending Margaret messages on how to teach Peter English. Wild. Okay, so I have not done a deprivation tank, but I know you have because you told me a story about it. So what yeah. is that like? It was not what I wanted it to be as a Scorpio, as a water sign. I love the water. It sounded like something that would just be so tranquil and relaxing and maybe even something that I would be interested in doing on a regular basis. There's this guy in town who I'd been to several of his like Reiki healing sessions where it would be like on a full moon on the beach. He has like these like gongs and singing bowls and it's this whole vibe. You go out there and you meditate and I'm into all that. He told me he had this thing coming up at, we have a float tank here locally, like a float spa that you go to and you pay for a session and you get in the tank. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing this whole sound healing at the float spa, like an hour session, Reiki healing with you beforehand. And then you go in the room and you get in the tank. First of all, for anybody who has like any kind of claustrophobia, nope, wouldn't recommend it. This thing is like, it's like a little egg filled with very salty water. You're in a dark room and you're supposed to get inside of this capsule thing, pull it down, shut, and you're in the dark in the water, just floating. In the can dark. You, can you drown? I mean, yeah, you could drown in an inch of water. You could definitely drown in this thing. You're supposed to have it closed. Not only are you supposed to have it closed, you're supposed to have the door to the room closed. But because he's doing this whole sound healing, sound bath thing, it's in a hallway. And there's like four rooms in the hallway. Each has their own tank. At the time, I had signed up myself, the girl I was dating, and her daughter. So we each had our own room, our own pod and he's in the hallway with all of his instruments and you know doing his thing so in order to be able to hear the instruments you can't close the door so I'm in there naked like just standing just standing there while this man's fucking banging a gong outside the room like no big deal oh and God. like so then you have to get in the water so I'm in there butt booty naked freezing cold because I can't close the door. So the draft from the hallway is just coming into the room. Well, you're supposed to maintain a certain temperature in these tanks so that you feel like totally weightless. That was not maintained the entire time. My idea of the most uncomfortable scenario is like being cold <laughs> and I was freezing the entire time. So there was no relaxation, no meditation happening whatsoever. I literally was like, okay, when is this going to be over? When is this going to be over? When is this going to be over? And I couldn't leave the room because he's out there with the gongs and shit and everybody else is meditating. An actual nightmare. An actual nightmare. I'm trapped, frozen in an egg while there's a man banging a gong outside the door. <laughs> and I'm picturing like a tanning salon where it's like the, they have their little rooms with the beds. Is that yes. kind of what very that. Yep. Okay. It's, I mean, and it's here at the beach. So it's got that vibe and even better, the chick that was like facilitating the float spa part of it. I am like 99.9% .9 sure that she was like gone off a bottle of Jack like before she came in. 
honestly don't blame her because it sounds <laughs> fucking awful she had that. to psych herself up for that one but like bro, six the- hours of gongs i'm out yes Checked yes out. and the worst part of it all is when i set up the whole thing and like i kind of knew this guy on a personal basis like we had spoken on several occasions in person and online i thought that the pricing was very straightforward when i told him like hey i want to book for me and this person and this person, how much is that going to be? He says $150. So when all this is said and done and I have frozen myself to death inside of this egg while the man bangs the gong, I come out and we go to leave and I'm in the parking lot and I get a bank notification on my phone. (laughs) I can only laugh because they literally charge me $150 per person. So when all was said and done, I spent $450 to freeze to death inside of the egg while the man banged the gong. (laughs) No, sometimes these experiences are priceless. Dude, I was just, you know, I was looking for a little tranquility. I thought it might be a nice little meditation session. I was like, what a fun little event for us to partake in together. So the whole concept of the deprivation tank is the water is the same body as your body temperature, right? And then they put in salt so that you float. When you're in there, you're supposed to feel like nothing, like it's sensory deprivation. So no feeling, no sound, no... Yeah, you're like void of any sound, sight, whatever, minus my situation because we have the gong. But yeah, it's supposed to deprive you of all of your senses. (laughs) Mr. Dr. Lily is just upstairs vibing. No sound, no smell, no scent. (laughs) Telepathically sending directions to Margaret to teach the dolphin English. And not only that, He has to know what it means. He can't just say the word. He has to know what it means. Poor Peter. And Peter's just like, give me a fucking sardine, dog. Like, you know what I mean? You know what? I watched this interview today and it was a man who actually studied at that dolphin laboratory with John Lilly. He was revealing some stuff that really just shook me. Like, for example, dolphins, they were fed dead fish. Like, they didn't even get to eat live fish. Like, they were in these horrible conditions, like eating carcasses. Like, That's so weird. And for the listeners, the house where they were doing these studies, picture a coastal property like on the water. The waves come into your living room about two feet high. And that's where the dolphin was. That's where Miss Margaret was. And they were just together. What was it? Six weeks or? And why would they be feeding them dead fish? That doesn't even make sense. I can only imagine that they got a huge lump of money if NASA was the ones that were funding this. The conditions for the dolphins definitely could have been better for sure. And Margaret, honestly, she had she slept on a wet bed. That is so bizarre to me. That, yeah, that's my worst nightmare. Just imagine though, like I'm sure it was mildewy in that house so bad. Algae, slime. Like that's why I'm saying about the fresh fish. Like they're already coming in the ocean water. I don't know how they were, how were they keeping other animals out, other sea animals? Probably telepathically. I mean, <laughs> period. Like, like they were probably scared. Peter was probably like giving them the dolphin, the dolphinese of it all. <laughs> Is that a real term? Because they were using that, and I was like, I need to know, and I never. They were that. though. They did coin that phrase. Peter was like, eh, beware. <laughs> Literally, dolphin using <laughs> to the other ones. Like, don't come over here. Okay. Danger. Right. <laughs> the next element I remember hearing was that Mr. Dr. Lily. I don't know why I keep saying that, but whatever. Mr. Uh, Doctor. Mr. Doctor. He starts or has been very interested in the effects of LSD and does some stuff with ketamine. And he's just really up there vibing in his little egg deprivation egg and then he starts giving those substances to these dolphins bro just like another level of abuse like why 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 do the dolphins need drugs right 
why did he do that though do you remember like what do you remember what they were saying like his like thought process was on that he was at a hollywood party he was given lsd and literally like got the idea while he was tripping balls that like oh i bet if i give this lsd to the dolphins then they're going to be on some other shit and finally figure out English. I'm filming myself during this whole first swatch through and I'm like, they don't need to know English. I'm like yelling at this point. I'm like, why? I need to see this. I want to see the footage of your reaction. Definitely mm -hmm. highly intelligent, perhaps even intellectual. But we Popular train them. We don't, don't need to speak. They don't need to speak comics, English. Movies, television shows. Do you remember what they were saying? Like fundamentally, like we're trying to find out what like why do they want the dolphins to speak english their whole theory was that if we could figure out interspecies communication like between a person and a dolphin or a person and any other species that we would then be able to get ourselves to the point that when extraterrestrials wanted to contact us we would be ready like yes bitch i know your language i got you i already practiced on peter for the extraterrestrials that's right mr dr lily said <laughs> he started communicating with them the aliens with the ecco yes i actually looked into what his beliefs about this ecco were specifically i went to his website which is a total trip have you oh, been to his website oh no, i didn't know oh my god his website is like it's like a trip like to the 90s like i felt like i was like a grateful dead groupie or something this, this is the echo page where it's talking about what echo is okay perfect this this is crazy because when I read it, I was like, but I kind of get it though. Okay, okay. Like he might be onto something. That's like he was on to some things, definitely. I think maybe like he took those things to an extreme, or maybe like, I don't know, maybe like the drugs just kind of took those things into another level. But yeah. some of this I was like, I can rock with this idea. Let's hear it. Um, we did ask the audience to draw their own conclusion. John Lilly's website, this is the description of Echo. It says, in one's life, there can be peculiarly appropriate chains of related events that lead to consequences that are strongly desired. After such experiences, one wonders how such series of events developed. Sometimes there is a strong feeling that some intelligence greater than ours directed the course along certain lines, which it, he, she was or is programming somewhat. It says there exists a cosmic control center with a galactic substation called galactic coincidence control within which is the solar system control unit within which is the earth coincidence control office. The assignments of responsibilities from the top to bottom of this system of control is by a set of regulations, which translated by echo for humans is somewhat as follows. So the part that's following is, I was like, okay, I kind of see where you're going with this. He's saying that there's this intergalactic force or people or control or power that manages and regulates coincidences. And within that, there's a subgroup is doing something more specific. And that's what you're going to tell us right now. Yes. What I'm going to tell you right now is this says to all humans, if you wish to control coincidences oh. in your own life on planet Earth, we will cooperate and determine those coincidences for you under the following conditions. Number one, you must know, assume, simulate our existence in echo. Number two, you must be willing to accept our responsibility for control of your coincidences. Number three, you must exert your best capabilities for your survival programs and your own development as an advancing or advanced member of Echo's Earthside core of controlled coincidence workers. You are expected to use your best intelligence in this service. Four, you are expected to expect the unexpected every minute, every hour of every day and of every night. That speaks for itself. Number five, you must be able to maintain conscious thinking, reasoning, 
no matter what events we arrange to happen to you. Some of these events will seem cataclysmic, catastrophic, overwhelming. Remember, stay aware, no matter what happens, apparently happens to you. That's fire. That's straight fire. Literally, I'm telling you, and I was vibing with this stuff. So number six says, you are in our training program for life. There is no escape from it. We, not you, control the long-term coincidences. You, not we, control the shorter-term coincidences by your own efforts. Number seven, your major mission on earth is to discover, create that which we do to control the long-term coincidence patterns. You are being trained on earth to do this job. This is number eight. When your mission on planet earth is completed, you will no longer be required to remain or return there. I love this one particularly because I don't know like what you think or believe about reincarnation, but I like, I've always had this feeling deep down that like I've, I've lived several lives. Right. And I've also had this ideal, like over the last few years that if I understand the lessons that are being presented to me in this lifetime, if I really grasp them and and know them and understand them, I won't have to do this again. And that's just like an inner feeling that I have. Like I'm not speaking necessarily on a religious belief. It's just like an inner feeling. A hundred percent. I believe the exact same thing and which is also crazy. And we've never talked about that before. I don't think ever. As many things as we've talked about. We'll be in the afterlife doing our thing there. I also feel like I've lived so many lives within this actual life in this human form. I see like the forks in the road. And it's funny, I'm wearing this Taking Back Sunday vintage shirt with like the things. I know. I didn't even realize that's what that was. The ECCO is working in our lives. Oh my God. So many coincidences. Holy shit. Um, Okay, I have the chills. But anyways. um, I love it. Like I see these pivotal moments in my life where I could have gone one way, I could have gone the other way. And you know, what whatever reason I, I went the right way and I didn't do the bad thing. And like, those are like, I don't know, the, the different lives and different choices and like learning from the mistakes of it all that maybe like even within this life, if I have made mistakes, I could still like figure it out and still do the right thing and have learned from them. I mean, I feel the same way. And that's why when I read this, I was like, Oh my God. But a lot of what he says, like I can actually relate and resonate with, I think maybe it was the drugs that like, he was just taking things too far. He was entering this mental state that, you know, he was just going with it and not thinking logically about what were the ramifications going to be of these experiments that he was doing. But number nine is the very last one listed here for the conditions of echo. And I actually love this. It's a quote It says, this is the quote, it says, cosmic love is absolutely ruthless and highly indifferent. It teaches its lessons, whether you like, dislike them or not. That's real. That's real. (laughs) I'm, I'm in. Like, right? Like, like, I would have joined the cult. Like, (laughs) yes. The the whole time I'm thinking, okay, this kind of sounds like a 12 step program, like reincarnated under the sea. But then it also sounds like it could be a cult. But I'm also fascinated. Literally, all of those things. Like, I mean, if we kind of like breeze over them again and the criteria of a cult, like, isolation to control one powerful leader, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's not really saying one powerful leader, but it was he the leader, John Lilly? Well, I would say that like, even after his death, from from what I've learned, there are people who take his, his teachings and his research so seriously, like there are people who their work is because of the work that he did. So is it possible that this was, you know, that kind of a scenario? I think so. (laughs) <laughs> wow like just layers onions layers of onions it's onions just... everywhere okay i didn't know any of those so now it's like this other dynamic of like was mr dr john a cult leader to kind of put us back on track john Lilly is now to the point where he's doing his substances he's connecting with echo which is the the coincidence force 
and he's connecting with them telepathically while still connecting with Margaret, who's working with Peter, the dolphin, to try to teach her English. I can't even believe the words that are coming out of my mouth in this <laughs> sentence right now. I'm like, am I, like, what am I saying? Like, this is insane. <laughs> Holy shit. He decides that he's in Hollywood doing his thing. I don't know. It takes a little acid. And then he's like, that's what we need. The dolphins to do the acid so they can start connecting the dots. From what we watched on Atrocity Guide, it didn't look like Margaret wanted Dr. Lily to give the dolphin the acid, but he did it anyways. Is that right? She was not here for that. She said, my man is sober. Sober Peter. God, I mean, like, I felt bad at first, but now I, like, almost feel better that he was a little bit on a sick one because he was dealing with so much shit. And after hearing Margaret's voice screaming at him for six months, I'd be like, give me some ketamine and acid as well. Literally. Um, I think the next layer here is Miss Margaret. I watched a little vid about her last night and her experience and encounter with Peter. It seems that she was always really fascinated with marine biology and, and all the, yeah. under the sea of it all. Uh, she, I believe she grew up in the Virgin Islands, so she was there. Yep. She volunteered to work at the Dolphin House, and they eventually signed her on with this opportunity to try and help teach Peter English. One of the most insane parts of this was hearing that Margaret started having sexual encounters with Peter the Dolphin. And I can't even believe my mouth that I'm saying that. Sorry, we had to fucking take a little break. <laughs> Margaret started experiencing a connection and she she mentioned that Peter would, he was coming into his age of sexuality and puberty and like there's a lot of stuff going on with Peter, allegedly. I don't know how how they know that, but they do at the Dolphin Institute. I don't remember if he was like coming by her or if I'm just having that flashback from my dolphin story. He was like getting an erection and like bumping into her aggressively. She was like bruised up and shit. And then, and then eventually she, I guess was like, maybe if I jack him off, the motherfucker will learn English. Yes, yes, exactly. He was essentially humping her foot. Like it's a proper word for humping. <laughs> No, it's the motion in the ocean, baby. <laughs> the literal motion in the ocean house on her <laughs> foot. And then she thought like, okay, we'll get that out of the way and then we can get on with our lesson. And yeah. it led up to the point where she started helping him relieve his urges. And I have so many questions, but I'm so scared to look up like a dolphin penis. Like, does it, like, what are we talking here? Like Dude, okay, so in that interview that I listened to with the guy that was also working at the laboratory with John Lilly and Margaret, he was saying that literally this dolphin, Peter, his um, erection would like, like come out like a switchblade is what he said. And it was curled. No. <laughs> I swear. Curled. I've seen a goat's curled. Oh, I've seen a goat's pee pee and it's so sick and disgusting i am literally shook i'm like i we need to look it up and we're going to if you're okay <laughs> with it but i'm not okay but i'm i like need to know it's terrifying to imagine and then she was doing it dude that could have been you though and i feel like your anxiety in cabo saved you from getting the switchblade he wanted me bro he like and people say like, oh, dolphins are our word is, you know? Oh, yeah. Are they? I don't know. I could see it, though, because so in that interview also, this is so gross. The, the scientist in this interview was saying, okay, remember there were three dolphins during a time when Peter was yes. there? It was Peter, Pam, and Sissy, right? Yeah, and those names had me sent. Okay, I literally call my dog Sissy. Like, I... I really, I had a hard time stomaching all of this, like for the fact that it was animals and for the fact that one of them shares the same name as my four and a half pound chihuahua, like, and that I would literally kill someone for giving her drugs or touching her sexually. Yeah. You could call her CC now. I think literally. So this scientist was talking about how the dolphin would get excited to see him, the female dolphin and flash her genitals at him. And he was saying how he like, 
was a horny teenager at the time. And, and he said that he would like caress her and finger her and that he thought to himself as a young horny 18 year old boy, like, oh, I could come in here and have sex with this dolphin. But then his very next thought, he said, but I don't want people to find me naked, dead and by a dolphin. And that is a good choice to make. Honestly, commend because you for that. I watched another story last night about a man who did the deed with the dolphin. Not related to this story, but was in my algorithm. And he wrote a book about it. He is <gasps> the one in the documentary, the only person talking about the fucking experience and i'm watching this shit at 3 30 in the morning last night because i knew we were filming today i'm like let me just get a little refresher sleep on it and like girl i am telling you right now that i was so fucking disturbed by that one i didn't it was only like eight or ten minutes so but i couldn't make it more than that but my mans went into detail and he also talked about being a zoophile, and I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's different than um, like bestiality where someone would essentially be intimate with an animal and be like to get off, right? And then yeah. the zoophile is someone who is more like seeing it as like, I love this animal. I want to like take care of them. I have an emotional connection to that was Margaret. And they have an attraction. Like, I'm sorry, I've never looked at an ant. Like he said his first time knowing he looked at his dog, who he also tried to get intimate with when he was a child. Um, and he looked at them and was attracted. Never was attracted to female or male, but I've never looked at an animal and been like, wow, I'm just this. I'd be like, you're so fucking cute. I want to squeeze your face, but that doesn't like, I'm not attracted to you. I yeah, I can't, I cannot relate to that at all, not even the slightest. No. And this man, like, is that not illegal? Like, he was in Florida. Like, I need, like, to literally FBI. Like, what? Florida man. What in the fuck, dude? Okay, so I don't know. Back to dolphin um, booty, scientifically. I don't know if you've seen what the female parts look like. No, I haven't looked at. I haven't looked at any of this. I think the images in my mind have have scared me. They are um, basically the belly of the dolphin. It would be similar to our parts, um, more internal, but like there's the a slit opening in their belly towards the back where, and then you go, you can go in that that way. That's crazy. Yeah. And I didn't know that till I watched last night and the man was saying like he was like petting the dolphins and then would, you know, her belly. And then once he was touching that area, she was like really about it. And yeah. And if you knew the name of this book, this man wrote, you would call 911. You would... Oh my God. Do you want me to tell you the name of it? Uh-huh. Okay. I like, I have to take a shower. Like, I don't feel well. Yeah, it's very disturbing. I feel like I need to see a priest. Like, I need a demon taken out of me for hearing all this. Oh, her name was Dolly. Not to plug his book by any fucking means, but if you are interested, it's called Wet Goddess. I don't know what to do with that. And when he described being actually as one with Dolly, he talked about a gushing moisture warmness up in there, okay? It's wild and, and it's just so insane, truly. I literally, I can't even fathom it. I cannot even fathom it. And me knowing like, what those dolphins feel like, how big they actually are. It's mind blowing. He even talked about the position that they got in to actually make it work. And the fact that he wasn't drowned and killed and R-worded is a miracle, but they were apparently in love, so. No, yeah. I think that that was the deal with Margaret and Peter too, because you remember hearing about Peter's demise? 
Yes. And Dolly had the same demise. Oh my God, are you serious? I'm so serious. Yeah. So back to our story. Clearly there's like multiple people out there with this going on. So hide your dolphins, hide your dogs. Like what in the F? They don't get Peter to speak English. No, like that never they, happens, sadly. Never. He's clicking, he's clacking, he's blowing bubbles. That's that. The facility gets yeah. shut down because of funding. Then they took the dolphins to Miami, right? And then they were like in an even smaller enclosure. Yep. And we, and you said earlier you think that the funding stopped because of NASA kind of finding out about yeah, the actual company. Because she was doing it with Peter in front of people, like people that were coming to visit the laboratory. It was not a private thing that she was doing with him. This was like out in the open in front of people. And they caught wind of it and they were like, what the fuck is this? Oh my God. Yeah. And also the drugs. Like NASA was like, yeah, this isn't what we came here for. I remember seeing that Dr. Lily was supplied kind of endless amounts of LSD and ketamine through this other program that was also doing the research. So they got, they cut him off. The whole kind of thing derailed from there. Thank Thank God. So they take them into a small tank in Miami and I'm not sure how soon after they got there. Apparently, I learned this one takeaway from this whole thing, um, dolphins breathe voluntarily. So every breath that they take, they think about, I'm going to breathe now. (sighs) They can, by choice, not breathe anymore. And that's what Peter did in his tank in Miami. Pour one out for Pete. Hit our vapes for Peter, like whatever we need to do. Like it's fucking terrible. Was it the fucking assault? Was it the drugs they put him through? Was it this Margaret bitch yelling in his fucking face every day, t- like touching him? Was it the small tank? Was it all of it? We'll never know. Cause he did right. Well, and I've heard, I've heard the theory that it was like depression over the relationship ending because. Margaret at that point was no longer working with Peter. Like once the laboratory got shut down, like she had been with him every day consecutively for like eight to 10 weeks or whatever it was. And then, you know, obviously their relationship grew from what it initially was. And it's sad because it's almost like, oh my God, was he like, like addicted to the dopamine of that connection. And then the dopamine got cut off and his brain was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, let's not breathe. I, I don't know. Like, do dolphins have the capability of having an emotional connection? Like, do they have one partner for life? Like, do they, like, I don't know no. enough about dolphins, like, or, or any of this to, like, Same. understand. But Peter went through some shit and he was done. He was heartbroken. He was abused he was given drugs like and like the whole consenting of it all a dolphin cannot consent i don't know who needs to hear that today an animal cannot consent literally i don't care if they look you in the eyes i don't care if they lick your toes it's not a sign that it's okay full opinion like i'm with you on that what maybe the law says the same in your state (laughs) I guess not all states cover that. Right? Like, check your local laws before you go pulling a Margaret Howe. Fucking horrendous. Have your feelings or perspectives changed the more that you've learned about this today? Yes, and not in a good way. Okay. Worse and worse and worse every day. I think more about Dr. Lilly and his other accomplishments. I see him a little bit differently. And he wasn't the one like doing the weird shit sexually with the dolphins. So maybe he's like not the most hated man in my eyes. But the more I read, the more I'm just like unwell about it. And I'm so glad that we're going to be done with this. And we've got to talk about it and just put that away for a little while. Because Uh, like my little pea brain cannot grasp that. It's a lot for sure. My perspectives change too, in the sense that like, I kind of realized that he was definitely 
on to some things. He had some relevant stuff to say for sure. At first I was just like absolutely aghast and horrified. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that this happened. But then the more that I learned about how it all played out, the less surprised that I was that it was allowed to happen because you got to watch the drunk history video, but just the way that he tells the story about rich white men that are sitting around trying to figure out what to do with their money, (laughs) you know? And I mean, he tells the story like in a really funny sense. I think I had more of a, a realization of that. The more that I learned, they just had all this money and nothing better to do. Like NASA was trying to fund this, bro. Like our military was trying to fund this. Like y'all literally had nothing better to do than to give this man a bunch of money and drugs and dolphins and say, fucking go at it. Like literally so mind blowing. And maybe that's the most mind blowing aspect of the case. And maybe it's that like, maybe it's that nothing illegal technically happened. Yeah. Because this was government stuff. The military was involved and NASA. They paid for it. Maybe that's it. I mean, the whole sexual component, unnerving, disgusting, not something I planned on thinking about. And I apologize we had to drag you into this. But when I heard this, I was like, this is going on. This is episode two, out of the gate, under the sea, all, all about it. As far as empathy or understanding, do you have any understanding as to why Dr. Lily would do any aspect of this entire ordeal? Yeah, I I definitely do. Like if he was full sending for science and like when NASA's saying, yeah, do it, like I understand. And now learning more from his website, which you were telling me is like, I kind of understand like where his brain and mind is at. Giving like the dolphin drugs, a little bit fucked up. Well, very fucked up, but like they were doing shit like that to all sorts of animals to try to gain intelligence to weaponize, essentially. I understand that. And I don't know if I have empathy, but I understand it. For everybody else involved, touching the dolphins, no, I'm sorry. That's just a big no for me. Despicable. So do you think that he was out of his mind? I mean, yeah, I'm on a surface level, but like, what do we even know about the mind, right? Maybe he literally knows everything and we're fucking stupid. We're <laughs> out of our minds. Like, yeah. that's a hard question to ponder, but like the raccoon hat sent me in my footage. I'm like, I stopped what I'm doing. I'm like, why is he wearing a raccoon hat? Why is he wearing a raccoon hat? It just didn't fit the fucking thing. Maybe a dolphin fin hat. <laughs> that had me fucked up. And then the deprivation tanks had me fucked up. (laughs) I don't know, you know, maybe he is, maybe I am, maybe we all are. (laughs) Would you take the job though, if there was, if there was a job opening to uh, try and teach a dolphin English or, or to communicate with another species, would you, would you take the job? I would literally not because I'm scared of those kind of things. Maybe a different kind of animal, maybe like a little monkey or like a little bunny yelling at it. I'm like, say Danny, like, can you imagine? Oh my God. No. What about you? You know, you live at the I beach think too. I would. Just careful what you manifest because you live at the beach and now we're yeah, part of honestly. the UCCO with the echo. We're getting all these coincidences. You never know what's coming. Dude, Peter could come and visit me in my dreams. He could. Peter, if you're listening, I'm open to it. I just need to know how Peter feels. Um, Honestly, I wish that we were in the same state, you and I, so we could go to a float tank together and try and contact Peter for an episode because... Can we go on the same float tank or it doesn't work like that? (laughs) I mean, technically we could. We could both fit in there. (laughs) Maybe that's more doable. All right, well, we have one thing left to do, and that's rate this case on the scale of suspicion. Starting from one, kind of okay, meh, little, maybe a little bit weird, but probably normal. All the way to number five, which is call the FBI, hide your dolphins, get me out of here right now. You go first. Bro, I'm going to have to give this one like a 15. I was like 15 seconds into this story and had this ill feeling in the pit of my stomach. Like, This one's off the chart. There's so many layers of it, like an onion, but then it's like got all this cosmic metaphysical shit too. So it's like, not only is this so sus, but like, 
is this even real? Like, I can't even believe what I'm hearing. I know. Same. Level 15, fire alarms, red flags, all everything. FBI. Like, I don't know. Maybe the FBI was involved. So maybe we can't call them. Like, call God. <sighs> like, we need to bring in the big dogs because this is fun. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> You know, this is just unhinged and never expected this to be our second episode, but hey, this is the shit we do on a daily basis. So literally the audience <laughs> is in it with us. You're um, welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, we're not paying for your therapy. Disclaimer, we're not liable. You know, which we had a warning in the beginning. Dolphin extravaganza. A note of thanks to our listeners for their participation and engagement in such a challenging yet important case. Your insight and perspectives enrich our conversations and contribute to a much deeper collective and understanding, just like the ECCO. So please leave a comment and let us know what you thought. Put a dolphin emoji in the chat for Peter. Yes. Thank you for joining us in today's exploration of a truly, truly intricate and thought-provoking case. We hope this episode has offered you new insights and perspectives. If you found this episode compelling, please consider liking and sharing and subscribe. It's free. You just press the button. Your support means the world to us and helps us continue to bring these stories to light. We value your thoughts and opinions, so leave us a comment. Let's keep the conversation going. Until next time, take care and stay informed. And stay skeptical. And if it's yeah. giving sus, stay with I always fuck this up. I'm gonna get it down by episode three. Stay curious and stay skeptical. Yes. And that's that. And we go <laughs> Peter. Do your Margaret voice though. That was honestly the best. You were really good at Margaret. Say hello, Margaret. <laughs> oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> Goodbye, Margaret. Boy, Peter. <laughs> and he's just blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, I want to be Peter the Dolphin for Halloween. No. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's not. Actually, I take that back. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, we hope this episode was... We hope this... Oh, Jesus Christ.